Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. I don't know about you, but my kisses have not been known to be deadly. Uh, I don't know what kind of kisses they're doing in this movie, but don't eat mistletoe, though. I, I've heard I've heard rumors of it's people bad. dying. It is bad. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to a holiday episode of FYC Film Review. I'm your host, Gagne, along with Ronaldo. What's How you doing, up, buddy? Man? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, December, here we go, holiday, and... Uh, Get things started with uh, with this movie. So not doing this bad. How are you doing? Movie. I'm doing well. Excellent shirt, sir. I'm sad to say that I don't have um, a Batman logo. Anything I used to as a kid, man. I rocked Batman stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll get into that with the the Tim Burton 1989 Batman a little bit. But we chose the holiday Batman, the Batman Returns of 1992. Yeah, we sure did. We went with the uh, 1992 uh, Batman Returns. And it's funny because when you, when you told me about this movie or you mentioned it, and you said a Christmas movie, I, I thought, you know what, a Christmas movie. But after rewatching it again, I, you know, it is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas holiday movie. There's a, the theming around is, is Christmas and it is a true Christmas movie. So I'm glad we went with this. It's not your obvious movie. So I, I'm, I'm really happy we went with it. So it's, it's Batman Returns and it's starring uh, Michael Keaton, who I personally love. Uh, that's my favorite Batman. Um, a fantastic Danny DeVito and the best Catwoman, I think, in my opinion, Michelle Pfeiffer. So... Can't argue with any of those, and I would yeah. agree. So I'm, I'm interested to hear, uh, when's the last time you watched this movie? Do you remember? I don't remember the last time I saw it, but I remember not liking it as much as the original 1989 Batman. Okay. So what I did before this watch, I went back and watched the 1989 Batman. Very nice. And then I watched this. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow your critiques then, because I didn't watch the 1989 Batman, and it's been a while, and I've seen the movie enough that... I honestly feel like I, not much of it would be lost on me, but yeah. all in all, I think this one for me is special because I like what he did to incorporate so many different characters and a, and a darker feel for Batman than I think the original one did. I think this movie is a more polished movie than the 1989 version. However, for me, I think there were too many things going on in this movie where okay. it got kind of messy, where the original one was just Joker versus Batman and that's it. So uh, I'm still a fan of, of the original. I like that one better. Um, but after rewatching this, there's a lot of points I want to talk about and I actually enjoyed it. I'm going to say that I'm a fan of this one over the original. Um, wow. I, okay. I, it's not that I don't enjoy it, but um, for me, the original is jack nicholson and the joker and not much else um other than you know your our first silver screen batman which michael keaton's amazing so i mean He's there's the best yeah, yeah but there's things about the original we're getting we're going to focus on batman returns so i won't even get into the my issues with the, the 89 batman but okay <laughs> i i think that that's why i enjoy this one a little bit more and i do uh watch this pretty frequently you do yeah a couple years ago okay did a Christmas holiday bracket with the wife and put this on there. And she's like, Batman, like Christmas movie. That's what and I then, thought too. I know. And I had to, had to make sure she understood. Did she like it? Uh, she didn't watch it with me. 
So. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a superhero. It's a superhero movie, and it's you know it's a cheesier Batman than we've been, I guess, accustomed to over the last fifteen years. So yeah, it is, but it did really well in the in the theater. Nineteen ninety two. It was, I think, the, the fifth or sixth highest grossing movie. Um, Nineteen ninety two, um, okay. and it was the first movie to use Dolby Digital. Oh, yeah. That's a fun fact number one right there. I did not yeah. know that. Uh, fun fact number one: first yeah. movie to use Dolby Digital. There you go, <laughs> right off the bat. So what do you want to jump into first? Um, I, the first note I made was I did not realize that Pee Wee played his dad, Penguin's that's, dad. I, that, that's on my notes. It's okay. Pee Wee Herman. I was blown away. Like I, I, I've seen this movie so many times and I, it was not until this time that I caught that. So yeah, I thought that that's, was pretty interesting. Yeah. Tim Burton used him in his, his, I think it was his first movie that he directed was yeah. Pee Wee, Pee Wee's yeah. Big Adventure, yeah. which is a great movie. So to see Pee Wee Herman as his dad, it, it was kind of neat. A nice yeah. little callback. I wish they would have gotten uh, maybe a little bit more scenes, but I think, like to your point, there's there's a lot going on in this movie. I really like the intro. I, I thought the intro was very dark. It was very it's very creepy. You know, you have this family who throws who has this mutated child, and they don't want him, and they throw him over the bridge. And I thought, wow, that's it was much better opening than the original Batman. I thought it's a much darker movie to it, much darker and much sexualized also, which we can get into <laughs> a lot of notes on that. Uh, I do have a lot of uh, notes about that too. Uh, I, I can't, I'd be remiss if we didn't, if we didn't mention Danny Elfman who just doubles down on the score. Uh, I love his Batman theme. Um, I love what he does with Burton and it just, it has, you just know the minute the music starts that this is Danny Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if without Danny Elfman's score, this movie is not what it is or the other Batman, it, it makes the movie, you know, you got to give credit to that. I, like I've said before, music and score, if you have a great score, the movie's going to be just, it's going to be really good. Yeah. So um, kudos to Danny Elfman and, and Tim Burton. They knew their style. Their, their style back in the 80s and early 90s was just, it was magic. They could do no wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you out fun fact number two, because again, we've already mentioned that this movie is, there's a lot going on to it and almost too much going on. At one time, the script had Robin written in. And do you know who was cast as Robin? I don't know. Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans? For a fact, Marlon Wayans. So much so that he got paid for the movie, even though they cut it, because he came in and tested and wore a costume and everything. And then they were like, there's just too much going on in this movie. We need to cut stuff. And they cut Robin out. To have a sidekick just wouldn't be it. Um, yeah. It would have felt weird. Yeah. In an already weird movie. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't include a Robin in both those movies. They didn't need it. Yeah, and need it. Agreed. Um, I I really really liked Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. I really liked her. I thought she was a great cast. Um, I liked her transformation. Um, where what's his name? Max. Mm-hmm. Max, Max through Max Shrek pushed her out of the building. She falls like twenty stories, and yeah. she lands on her back, and she's okay. Um, and then all the, the, all the cats start circling around her and start biting her. And she just kind of wakes up like a zombie. And I, I don't know. I liked that scene. I thought that that was a great scene. I really, I liked it. I don't know. I liked it. And she goes back to her apartment and she starts, you know, feeding or drinking milk and yeah. all that stuff. She goes, starts going crazy. And which, by the way, do cats really drink milk? I thought it was bad for them. That's what I thought too. Like I, I've, I think I've read that like, they're not supposed like, it's they like it of course but they're not supposed to drink it like dairy is not meant for cats to be drinking 
But we grew up with that idea that cats like milk, right? I don't know where that came from. We're going to have to do the research. Yeah. If you're a cat (laughs) lover out there, let us know if cats should drink milk because I thought it was bad, but obviously it's not. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where it comes from either. It, it seems funny now to, to see it because I, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw a cat <laughs> drinking milk from a saucer because it's not supposed to probably happen. But I was yeah. going to ask you about the transformation. Okay, so <clears throat> in the, again, this is a comic book movie. You guys suspend reality. But at right. the same time, right. I, I want to understand the thought process. You're a screenwriter and you write this. Okay, she gets pushed out of uh, the building. And she falls and you kind of, mm-hmm. you know, she get her, she, her fall gets broken. And that explains why she didn't go splat on a sidewalk. But she's unconscious. And then these cats all start showing up. And they yeah. kind of start nibbling on her finger and like licking her f- mouth. And it's just like... Am I supposed to believe that like she was injected with like cat DNA when the cats were biting her that like what what happened like the what pet cemetery moment happened where she <laughs> wakes back up as a zombie and becomes catwoman because I do like it like I, I like how it was done but like what is what was it like what what happened. I don't know. I just know that they bit her, they surrounded her, and they overwhelmed her. And maybe somehow they injected her with some cat DNA. And she loved cats so much, though. She loved cats, and, and sure. that's what came to her. That's what kind of came to her rescue, right? I mean, right. she was kind of she was mistreated um, yeah. by by Max, and she yeah. was just, she was very awkward. And you know, she, when she went home before all this happened, her life sucked. So she said, the only thing she really relied on were her cat, right? So I think maybe in that sense, that's what kind of saved her was her love for cats. But to your point, what are we supposed to believe that they, she got injected with cat DNA? Sure, why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Annette Benning was supposed to be, so here's another fun fact, was supposed to be Catwoman, but uh, she got pregnant and Michelle Pfeiffer got it. And I'm nice. so thankful for that. I, I <laughs> just can't see Annette Benning in this. And I've never really loved her as an actress, um, but... Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer nails this so well. And that scene where she becomes Catwoman, just, you know, where she's trashing her place and, and you know, the, the score behind it and, you know, the amazing seamstress talent that she's got because... Yeah, she's good. Wow, that's <laughs> super impressive. Um, yeah. Going back to your point, Annette Benning. for those who don't, who don't know who Annette Benning is, she's uh, the mother in American beauty. I'm not sure what else she's done, um, but I agree. Uh, she's even better than... Um, Anne Hathaway. I just really liked Michelle Pfeiffer in this. She was perfect. She played it to the T. And uh, I really like to see... Perfect. (laughs) And did you see her sign? Her sign at at her apartment, it said, hello there. Mm -hmm. And then when she broke the two letters, it said, hell here. So it's really cool. I love her character. I, I, I think she's even better than Penguin. And Dan DeVito is amazing as this, but Again, you know, they, they really try to, try to make this super grotesque. I don't really understand why he has the green goo coming out of his mouth. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, like, is it from the toxic waste? Like, it just one of those interesting choices where you're like, okay, well, how do we make him even more grotesque? Because, you know, it's not bad enough that he's wearing this weird bodysuit and these sharp teeth. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was so gross that his parents didn't even want him. Right. I sure. mean, it's sad. It's really sad. I, there's a point where you, I felt bad for him. Sure. There's a point where you really feel bad for him. Um, but I don't know. I don't think penguins have 
black ooze coming out of their mouth, right? No, they're adorable. They would never make happy feet if they had that. Are, <laughs> are they adorable? Are penguins, penguins? adorable? Yeah. Uh, yes. Really? I'm going to go with yes. Okay. I, right. I mean, even when they've got rockets strapped to the back, I thought they were cute. Ugh, I was like, see, oh, look at them. That's one of my issues with uh, penguins. We, okay. Okay. Well, we can get to that. So before that, I, I definitely want to, <laughs> I definitely want to okay. point on, touch on the point that you just made about the like over-sexualized tones of this movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like just the penguin is like, I've never been with a woman before. Yeah. And you know, Catwoman makes sense. Um, she's, you know, purring and stuff. It just, it's like, it came to that like boiling head when it, when they penguin and Catwoman have their interaction together on the bed. Right. And all that's just like back and forth where you're like, this is weird. Yeah. And and we didn't get that as kids. Right. I mean, I I don't remember all this as a kid. And so it probably flew all over our heads. And there was a scene kind of towards the end where they're dancing at that party. He goes, is it is it hard or, or and she goes oh it's semi hard and i thought wow it's it's getting to this point where it's, yeah. it's kind of scattered through all the film and it's it's not needed i don't think it's needed and here's another fun fact fun fact number 4 um, because this movie was very dark and very sexualized um, there was a point when this movie came out mcdonald's had you know had the happy meals centered around Batman Returns and parents were so pissed off that they they boycotted and they they wrote to to the film or the studios and McDonald's and they pulled everything from the shelves because it was so sexualized and you know they were like this should be made for 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 kids and this is why we get Batman Forever and Batman and Robin become so like you said um you know cheesy and for kids with all their toys so yeah it was that's very sexualized yeah and that's why tim burton didn't come back he got full creative control on this one versus batman um he made it what he wanted to make it and uh he was unapologetic about it and then warner brothers realized that they couldn't sell any merchandise you know you lose a company like mcdonald's who is going to pay you i I mean they would i can't imagine what that deal would have been worth but you know, you, you don't change suits. You added a couple extra characters, but you know what? There's not much new merchandise you can really sell to this. And it, I think it's hilarious that people talked about how dark BVS and, and Man of Steel and what right? were. Like, I, yeah. this was the first like foray into that. And this was so dark and people loved it. And then they didn't love when it got all campy because Warners wanted to sell toys. Before we go past the bedroom scene, fun fact five, we've just got so many this time. Hmm, five number five the, here we go <laughs> the the bird that she puts in her mouth is a real bird she holds that bird in her mouth and then releases it to the camera no that's a real bird no yep no cgi that's back then man that's that was a real bird she put in her mouth i don't i don't have any i i'm speechless i, Just, I don't i don't even that's know what to commitment about that. to character i would have read that and been like no I'm like yeah no i'm not putting a no. bird in my mouth you get the bird flu. I'm grossly underpaid. You paid Michael <laughs> Keaton three times what I got. Yeah, I saw that she only got paid like two million or three, five or three. three million, and he got paid like eleven million dollars yeah. for the movie. Yeah. So she got some back in work. She got treated just like Selena Kyle did. You know, <laughs> she did. Yeah. She got treated just like yeah. Selena. You know, so it's very um, 
it's a man's world and uh, she got she got treated very bad so i understand why she wanted to go after max max shrek um but it's still you know i still is she a bad guy is she a good guy or is she just a tortured soul who's trying to figure out what she is that's i think always been catwoman's plot is that she's kind of in between you know she's she's the anti-hero she's not good or bad she's just for herself and and for trying to do right by herself and what she wants and so if it means to help somebody great if it means to hurt somebody great like and she's got no qualms about doing either so the thing that i was kind of shocked about with this movie is batman kills people in this movie but he kills people in this other one too in the first one no did he yeah, he did. He tur- Dude, he's trying to kill the Joker. He's flying in his Batwing and he's got his target and he just happens to miss him. But when in the end, he's killing this dude, he like puts him in a headlock and then he flings him over the, the bell tower and he falls to his death. He kills mm. the Joker, man. Well, the Joker fell. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the Joker did not fall. Batman killed the Joker by tying that stone around his ankle. Uh, he fell. Whatever. <laughs> Batman Returns. We're not talking about the original Batman. I, mean, yes. I didn't bring it up. I, I thought that I don't remember him killing people in the first movie, but this was obviously right in your face in the very beginning where he just basically straps dynamite on a clown and kicks him into the sewer. I like that. From the explode. Yeah, I like that scene. I liked his facial expression, the way he's Michael Keaton smiles. I love Michael Keaton. That guy's the best. Beetlejuice, Batman, he's the best. Yeah, he's, I agree. He's great. I agree. Yeah. Birdman, you you can go all night. He's he's fantastic. Yeah, he's good mom, uh, yeah. multiplicity. Uh, he he's good. He's really good in this. I I read somewhere that he actually had them take out more lines of his. Like he he wanted less talking and more just being Batman um, and, you know, wanted the, the action to kind of speak for itself. And I just think that's, I mean, for some guy who's a lead, like, I think that's huge. Like just because yeah, he's badass, man. He's ba- so one of the prop. Okay. So I don't know if you noticed this, but Batman comes on the screen um, right away. Like in 10 minutes, he comes on the screen and, and he saves Selena Kyle. But then we don't really see Batman for like another, I don't know, another hour. I feel like it takes forever to see Batman again. You see him patrolling the streets for like mm-hmm. maybe a minute. But yeah. then we don't really get like the full Batman until maybe like 50 minutes later. So I understand that they're trying to build up the story with, with uh, you know, Penguin and Catwoman. But mm-hmm. I just thought it, it took too long. I'm like, where's Batman? I need Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I mean, and that's the struggle when you have multiple characters, especially ones that you're trying to tell a like complete arc for. Right. You have too much time cut away from, yeah, where's Batman? Um, mm-hmm. And I actually, I think it's longer than 10 minutes in the beginning. Like I, I was starting to go like, fuck, like when does he show up? Like it takes, right. it feels like it takes a minute, especially with the prolonged like opening credits of, you know, what happens to Oswald. So mm-hmm. I, I agree there. And I, I've read some critique on on this, you know, because I wanted to get some balance, you know, for most people, I think this one's like a favorite of theirs. Like people really, really like it. Yeah. Like they like what Burton did with it. Um, but some of the critique was that like, is this a Batman movie or is this Catwoman and Penguin movie? Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of them and not as much of Batman. And that's where it gets messy for me. 
Yeah. That's where it gets messy for me, right? It just, you got, you got, you're building a story and the story gets built up pretty good. I thought, you know, both, both Penguin and Catwoman get their stories told pretty well, mm-hmm. but it takes away from Batman. And to be honest with you, I'm here to see Batman and it just took forever to see Batman. So yeah, yeah I guess you got to make the movie longer and, and put more Batman in. I don't know. It's already long enough for me. It's, <laughs> it's already long. No way, enough man. Come on. No, it's already long enough for me. Um, <laughs> but because it's a long movie, there are some pretty bad lines in this movie. So it's time. I think it it's time, time for the worst line of the film. Yes. So, uh, worst line nominee. I'm going to let you go first this time, my friend. Okay. So, this uh, is. A scene I actually really enjoy because they did something with the Batmobile that, you know, they didn't in the first one, but when Danny DeVito takes control of the Batmobile, yes. um, there is a line. He's just like, and I, I think he might be ad-libbing. He's just talking and talking and talking, just ah, ha, ha, you know, like in his little car. <laughs> yeah. And there's one part where he says, the sexes are equal when their erogenous zones are blown sky high. And I was like, <laughs> who writes that? <laughs> what, what does that even mean? Like, it, it just, I, I had to rewind and, and listen to it again. And I was like, he really said that. What the, f- what does that mean? I like, don't, I, I, I caught that too. I, I don't know what it means, but go I ahead. I don't yeah. know why you would say that. Like, okay, so I get it. You're blowing people up. Like you're, you're running people over and the city's getting destroyed. But like, what? Like, uh, it was just a weird out of place moment where I didn't understand what the, they were Can you repeat that again for the fans out there and for yeah. me? Can, can you repeat that the, again? The sexes are equal. <laughs> With their erogenous zones blown sky high. That's pretty bad. He thinks about sex a lot as the penguin. Shoot, man. I think he got me beat. <laughs> That's pretty bad. So, okay. Nice job. My worst line comes from an unsuspected character who nobody really paid attention to. And his name is Chip Shrek. Good old Chip. Uh, Chip Shrek. <laughs> who was the son of Max Shrek. Um, it happened in the very beginning. And it was when the henchmen were about, they wanted to hire up. And the mayor goes, take me. He goes, no, we want, we want Shrek. And Max Shrek and his son, Chip Shrek, steps in. And this is how he says it. This is what he says. He says, you'll have to go through me, dad. Go save yourself. And that was it. And I thought, oh my gosh. So I rewound it to make sure if he said it like that. And he said it just like that. He said, Dad, go save yourself. And I thought, nope, that's it. That's it. Hands down the worst line. Worst Dad, line go save yourself. Me. Sorry, Chip. I'm sure. Chip's really bad. bad. Like, and I don't know if they, that was like unintentional comedy, you know, or like, he's kind of a beefcake and so maybe like he's just a dumb jock kind of son but i mean he's bad like he's yeah. the worst of this movie yeah. um he's just... <laughs> chip sorry chip not a good line for you man yeah no, um, no, I, I i do have one more it's just kind of like a just an extra side one um and it came from batman and i i hate mm. i hate this but it came from batman and it was when him and Catwoman were fighting. It was like right before she pulled his ears and like need him. He goes, eat floor. And he high goes, fiber. high fiber. I thought, oh, Batman, that was not needed. 
let's cut that line out. Why don't we cut that line out and bring you back in for some more fighting scenes? But that line was pretty bad for me. So I, for, I forgave that line because it follows her saying that she's hungry. And so she says she's hungry and then she kicks him and then he says eat floor. It's just a witty comeback while you're fighting somebody. Don't you like battle rap when you fight people? Come on. <laughs> eat floor. <laughs> high fiber. Oh, come on, Batman. You're better than that. And this is why they like this. <laughs> Whatever. You know, he got in the Batmobile afterwards. It's like, God, what did I say there? <laughs> it's like, oh, Batman. God, idiot. so stupid, Batman. <laughs> you cool dog. So to, to follow that scene, he straight lets the princess fall, the ice princess. He doesn't even try to save her. I mean, how many times do you see Batman jump up a roof, grab some chick, shoot it, you know, back up a grappling hook and save her? He just like, oh, looks over the edge. There she goes. <laughs> like, yeah, can't yeah. do anything. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean come on. She was, co- she was covered in bats, right? So I don't know, but you're right. She, she usually saves people when they're falling. Again, he's like DGAF in this movie. He's just like, you get a bomb and you fall off a cliff. Sorry. I, yeah, I'm just a weird chick I got to fight yeah. with. I was like. the Ice Princess really worth saving, though? <laughs> she I'm had She had one job and she did it so poorly she had to do it twice. They lit the but, tree a second time. But, kudos to the ice princess because on her way down the tree got lit as she fell on the box so she did her job i mean if i were to go out one day i would want to go out doing what i love and she loved turning on that christmas tree she did so she got it right the second time so good for her she did yeah she's she's the real mvp of this movie (laughs) the tree lighting ceremony yep there you go so okay let's move forward (laughs) uh they destroy the Batmobile, heartbroken, but also cool. I, I like the like escape hatch thingy he did. The torpedo mobile or something like that. Did they like call it, it that? I didn't, I no, I called but it that. because It gave us the Batboat. It gave us a reason for them to have another vehicle in the movie. I didn't need a Batboat. I just want the Batmobile, man. I don't need I mean, any water. Yeah, he, he just gets his vehicles destroyed pretty easily. The Batwing yeah. gets destroyed like with a pistol in Batman and then he allows yeah. Yeah. this one he can self-destructs it himself but yeah you know. batman he's not only a superhero but he's a good mechanic if you notice that he's working on his cars <laughs> his so. own car you would like literally have to stop fighting crime and be like this is gonna take me like three weeks to fix this fucking car <laughs> sorry man yeah yeah so <laughs> okay batman um uh you know since we're kind of nearing toward the end we we get to to penguins um his plan, his diabolical plan, where he's writing all these these names on there and you don't know what he's writing and you figure out what he's writing is he's writing all the first sons, the firstborns in Gotham City because here gets what's really dark, everyone. He wants to straight up murder all of Gotham's firstborn um, because he wants to get revenge um, or he wants to kind of satisfy his revenge on because of his, what his parents did. And then you start seeing you know, them kind of gathering the kids and putting them in the cages, mm-hmm. which I thought, oh my gosh, this is awful. Did you notice, so going back to the ball, um, it was a masquerade ball. And the only people who weren't wearing masks were Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne. Who and always wear masks. Who always wear masks. Yeah. I thought that was ironic. So yeah, I wear your mask. Was, yeah, that was yeah, right. Wear your fucking mask, Batman. <laughs> uh, that actually does seem 
like it was intentional. I, I didn't even yeah. really catch that. I obviously assume that, you know, they're not wearing masks because they're the stars of the movie, you know, like you want them, but it actually makes more sense, you know, that they, they have these conversations throughout the movie about having to wear the masks and, yeah. you know, feeling like you can't be yourself. And, um, but yeah, they, they weren't wearing masks. And uh, I just thought that was kind of ironic and kind of cool. I really like that scene when they figure out who each one is, mm-hmm. right. Cause they, they deliver that same mistletoe, uh, dialogue right mm-hmm. and they really realize holy crap you're batman and i'm your Catwoman. i just thought it was it was great fantastic fantastic scene i liked it a lot yeah and she has that innocent line of you know does this mean we have to start fighting now yeah it's and, uh, good yeah it's it's, it's again, really great that's some of the best parts of the movie is their their interaction as bruce and selena yeah um the penguins i kind of want to talk about the penguins and the big penguins, the little penguins, the medium-sized penguins, the penguins with the rockets, the penguins that waddle, the penguins that were fake, the penguins that were just real. Yeah. I get it. I understand he's the penguin. I understand you got to suspend belief. But there's something about the penguins marching that just kind of took me out of the movie. I'm, I don't know why. Okay. It wasn't a, like a bad scene. I don't think it was awful. Just to me, just seeing all these penguins with rockets waddle up and just kind of like... Okay. Well, got penguins waddling, right? So. Yeah. Much cooler when I was a kid. Um, And and I get it. um, it, It's also funny that they had like little targets that go over their eyes. Like, (laughs) are they targeting? Are they, are they the ones firing? Like, are they actually aiming the rockets? I would assume that they're strapped to their backs and once they get close, they go to the target, but I don't know. know. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's adorable and cute and diabolical in the most sweet way. Um, and I guess, look, what are you going to do? Like at, at that point, you know, what's the penguin going to do? He can't, he can't overpower Batman. He has to outsmart Batman and he has to get help and use, you know, all his tools at his advantage. And he had yeah. lots of penguins. Right. But, but then the way Batman kind of defeats all the penguins was he jams their signal. He jams their frequency. There's a lot of frequency jamming in this. Yeah, there was. Yeah. So I'm like, so everybody's just jamming frequencies. Is he just tapping jamming frequency like a Mission Impossible and it happens? <laughs> right. I mean, this is jam There's frequency. A button. There's a bat button in the bat cave. You just jam frequencies all day long. So I just thought that was kind of like, oh, that's all he did. And, you know, he just jammed their frequency. He not only jammed it, but he reprogrammed them to go back to, to so, attack the lair. Yeah. Again, trying to murder people. I mean, he's just like savage in this. Adam <laughs> he's doesn't kill people. people with penguins. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but he's still murdering the bad guys. Like he just, again, he's a degaff. He's just whatever. Like yeah. you're in my See, way. But see, I, I'm, I'm because I'm not a true like comic book fan. I, I, I never realized that, you know, I never really cared that Batman didn't kill anybody. I know there's mm-hmm. true fans out there who don't like it. And that's fine. You know, matter of respect to people who read the comic books and are true diehard fans of Batman. But, you know, someone who's never read the comics. I'm OK with him killing. I, I'm OK. He's a superhero. Most superheroes. He's not even a superhero. He doesn't have any superpowers. What is he going to do? You know, just run all the time. He's got to defend himself. Let him kill some people, man. Shoot. There's a okay. great line in, in a bad movie, The Justice League, where the Flash goes, what's your superpower to Bruce Wayne? And he says, I'm rich. Oh, that's, gosh. That's, I mean, good Brilliant. line. It's true. It's, you know, absolutely true. He doesn't. So, I again, I've never had any issues one way or the other. It's just one of those things, like, some people are like, oh, it's Batman. He doesn't kill anybody. And you're like, eh, yeah, but he, I mean, pretty much 
ruins their lives by you know breaking every bone in their body and you know yeah. so let's you know let's we draw the line and he he killed somebody it didn't really matter i think this is a good batman movie regardless of burton regardless of you know christmas or, or you know the penguin and being too much I, this, this is a good batman movie partly because michael keaton's an amazing batman but also because there's just good characters and a fairly good story. Like I, I think it's a good story from start to finish. Would I like more Batman like you did? Absolutely. But yeah, doesn't diminish. I think what to me is a, a good Batman movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Um, let's get to the finale. Can we get to the finale? Um, let's do it. Where Selena Kyle, um, she's facing Mac, Max Shrek. She's got him. And, I think Penguin's done already, right? I think he's he's dead. I don't know. And you got Batman, and Batman's trying to calm her down. Be like, hey, you don't have to kill him, right? But we're going to talk about this scene, and this is the scene where you see Batman pull his mask off. But before he pulls his mask off, you see that he's no longer wearing black eye makeup, hmm. right? Good so. Catch. You see his mask and his eyes and you see the skin color Mm -hmm. and then he takes it off and he rips it off and it just took me out of it. Really? Yeah, it did. I mean, I understand that's a flaw, but... (laughs) It kind of took me out of it. I did not want him ripping his mask off and let alone... I didn't want to see the skin color. Uh, you know, it just, it's just, it was, I don't know what they were thinking. It's like, dude, he wears eye makeup, but now you're showing him without eye makeup. And then he rips his mask off and it's, you've got just regular Bruce Wayne trying to calm Selena Kyle. And I, I just, I, ah, it took me out, man. It took me out of the scene. So I, I can't believe you didn't catch that. Okay. Uh, I, I now know, and I, I, when you pointed out, I'm like, oh my God, you're right. That's actually a, a mistake, but that's one of those mistakes that like you probably the second key grip on the, you know, shoot that day. And you're like, actually like Batman, you know, is wearing black Tim, like you probably should. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Know your place. <laughs> I'm the director. Michael doesn't want to wear the makeup. Oh, but he it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Because it takes bat you makeup out. for doesn't it take t- you out. It took me the concept, out. The concept is he t- he wants to show that he's Bruce Wayne, so he has to, you know. It took me out because one minute before he had his makeup on, it was all dark and black. And then 30 seconds later, he no longer has the makeup, and then he's taking his mask off. I'm sorry, man. It just mm-hmm. took me out. You got penguins, and you got a mask, you know, and no makeup, and it's just kind of like all over the place, and I'm just... I wasn't happy in that moment. It doesn't take away from that scene being, again, good. Like, he's trying to save her. He's trying to get her to stop before she does something that she's going to regret later. And I I don't know. I dig it. I dig that she can't come to grips with, you know, being the person that he thinks she could be. Yeah. I mean, that finale wasn't even about Batman. That finale was not about Batman. That finale was about Catwoman and Max and mm-hmm. her, you know, trying to cope with what she was going to do. Was she going to kill him or let him live? And unfortunately, yeah. she couldn't hold back because she was so tortured by this guy and what she did to him. And, you know, she decided to go ahead and kiss him um, with the taser. And and that was it. And so it wasn't even about Batman. That whole finale. No. I, I didn't think it was about Batman. It was all about Catwoman. So, yeah. Yeah. And him trying to save her. Save her in mm-hmm. the sense of like you know, from, from being, from going bad. 
yeah. truly going bad. I I actually think it's a pretty savage ending, all in all. Like the penguin dies, uh, you know, Catwoman kills Shrek, Batman reveals himself. <laughs> you should get the great walk in line of like, Bruce Wayne, why are you wearing a Batman costume? Like just an idiot. <laughs> Such an idiot. And you yeah. know, even at the end of your at your demise, you're still just a bumbling idiot. But yeah. The only thing that I didn't like was the the pallbearers, the penguin pallbearers that the dragged the penguin uh, into the water. Like, yeah. were those people in costume? Were those like? Yeah, they they, yeah. they were. There were okay. there were there were little people in, in costumes. And okay, you can tell right away by their feet and stuff. So there were, yeah. there were little people in costumes, and yeah. it was just kind of like just drag them away and just kind of scooting them into the ocean. <laughs> just was like, it, it was random. Like just leave them there to die. He yeah. didn't need to be dragged out to the water. Yeah, those were some big ass penguins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if real penguins got that big, it'd be scary. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. even emperor penguins, which I think are the biggest ones, are not that big. So, look at you yeah. with your knowledge of penguins. Good yeah. for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got kids. We watch a lot of penguin stuff, or All we right. did. Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. That's. Uh, I, I think that's it. I mean, it's a. Um, Oh, I mean, there there is an actual ending, and I again appreciate this, and I almost made it my background. But at the end of the first movie, you get the shot of Batman on the roof with the bat signal. This right. time, you get Bruce Wayne driving around, thinks he sees Selena. He's out with Alfred, does the Merry Christmas, you know, to all goodwill to men and women and, and women. Yeah. I then you get cool. the the pan over Gotham City again, and you get Catwoman who right. rises up when the bat signal goes on. Um, I like it. Um, this brings us to another fun fact, 17, 18. I don't know where we're on now. No, I think we're on six. six. That shot cost them $250,000. They did it solely because they wanted more Catwoman. They wanted Catwoman in the sequel and they wanted to do a spinoff. And so was it so put they, in post-production? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Weeks before the movie came out, they just went back and reshot it. And so much so that that's not even Michelle Pfeiffer in that costume. <laughs> that's not... They, <laughs> They couldn't get her. Okay, just, but they went back and shot uh, that specifically. You know, I mean, they you don't see her face, right? So, no, no yeah. you just see her rise up from you know, yeah. like perching, and she's looking at it. But great shot! I love, I love the end of that. That you see her, that her character, you know, lived, and she had one more life left. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be, yeah. So it it kind of teases, you know, that she's still alive. Anything can happen. And uh, if they were teasing a sequel or a Catwoman movie, then. They sure got it right with uh... Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wish that I could have seen or talked to Burton about what he wanted to do for a third one. Maybe we'll get it still. Maybe. 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 I would love Michael Keaton to return. And uh, he is work. returning. He will yeah. be returning in the Flash movie as this Batman. Cool. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take whatever Michael Keaton gives me, man. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> Michael Keaton, you're the best. Yes. Thank you for being Batman. Thank you for fulfilling my childhood, man. FYC so- certified Michael Keaton up yes. there with uh, Rick Moranis. And, Rick Moranis. And out of there. We'll, have a, we'll have a Mount Rushmore of FYC. Yeah. Brandon Routh, too. Brandon Routh is up. Uh, we like Brandon Routh a lot. We do like Brandon Routh <laughs> so, as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, whether he makes the, the mount, I don't know. but I think he does. Yeah. I think he does. Todd, Todd makes the mount. This movie doesn't make your Mount Rushmore for for films, so I think that uh, is my segue into what are you going to score this this go round? All right, um, this uh, time we decided we were going to keep it Christmas themed, um, and since there's this that beautiful line that we opened our show with, and we've had this debate and we've 
Google check this. So if we said it wrong, I'm sorry, but we're going to go by how many mistletoes <laughs> we're going to get mistletoes. That is, yeah. that is what we think the plural is for mistletoe. Yeah. Um, hard. This gets hard because we start, we have a track record, right? And we, we've scored 10 movies so far. This is our 11th episode. Right. And so in giving something like a lower or higher score than other films, I, I find myself almost wanting to go back and change other scores so that I can justify a new score that I'm going to give. But I am going to give this four and a half mistletoes. I love this movie. I love it for the characters. I love it for how ballsy it is with what Warner's wanted <laughs> and what Tim Burton did. Um, I love what they added from the first movie that I felt was missing. And I, I mean, it's near perfect for me. I watched it again. I watch it every couple of years and it still just hits. Four and a half mistletoes. I couldn't quite give it the five. I just, I wanted to. Batman Returns. Yep. Love this movie. Smokes. Better than the first. That is, that is big man that is that is that is huge okay all right biggest okay. battering you've ever seen there buddy yeah! wow okay hey okay all right my turn here we go all right batman returns now again i loved the 1989 original version and i saw it again uh it's still good it's not great still good um re-watching this um, I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I like the cast. I like the characters. Um, I love the fact that you don't have to watch the first one to get this one. This is kind of, even though it's a sequel, they only really reference one Vicky Vale, maybe one other thing in this movie. So you could watch this movie without even having to watch the first one um, and you would totally get it and understand it. So I really like that part. My problem with this movie was there were too many too many characters there were too many villains you got catwoman you got penguin you got batman right and so you're you're trying to tell these stories which i think the movie tells the story really well however i think the story for me gets diluted when you have all these different characters and you're trying to understand where the one's coming from you don't even know if one character is even bad you just know that catwoman is you know she's doing her thing and she's good and she's bad and she's just kind of there um so for me that that part was having all these villains out there um it just didn't i, I didn't like that I, I like my you know my, my superhero and my main villain and tell me a good story it is a better polished movie it's more polished than the first one um it's it looks better much better than the first movie i liked i liked the suit his suit only changed a little bit on his stomach you know mm-hmm. the first one originally had the, like the six pack going mm-hmm. this one has more of a like a metal plate or kind of a mm-hmm. plate thing going so with that being said um, oh my gosh. I'm going to give this movie, I'm going to give this movie a three. Three mistletoes. Just, um, I originally was thinking two and a half, but it's, it's, it's done well in a sense where the stories are told pretty good. But for me, there's just too much going on, too many villains. Um, but I liked it. I liked Tim Burton. I love the score. Without without Danny Elfman's score, this movie, I don't know if it would be any good. That's just me. Um, so, three. Three deadly mistletoes. So, I like it. That's, yeah. that's solid. Um, yeah. And I hear your points. Um, and I 100% agree about Danny Elfman. Like, they, I don't know, again, where you would be without that theme. That theme is, is everything 
Um, and he does just a, it's a beautiful score in this yeah, movie. It's, and, it's great. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I like to hear your comment about what you would cut. You know, where you say there's too much, you know, what do you get rid of? You know, I, I think that you don't have much of a movie if it's just the Penguin against Batman. I don't think that you can have Cat, Catwoman only, you know? And so like, what do you cut out, Max Shrek? Like that, that's the catalyst for Catwoman. I get it. I hear your points. I, I, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. Um, and I, I also like the fact that this is a Christmas movie. So um, it's cool. It's a Christmas movie. So go watch it. It's, it's, a re- it's a real Christmas movie. It's not just a superhero movie. Speaking of Christmas movies, we're going to make it a clean dozen by doing another one um, in this month of December. And uh, we're going to also stay away from the classics. So I, I'm super happy you suggested this one. And I'm very yeah. happy to tease that we will be doing Bill Murray's classic Scrooged. So um, amazing film. Um, and I, I'm very much looking forward to this because I just recently kind of rediscovered it again, doing that Christmas movie bracket made me think outside the box and find some that you don't normally think about. And this is one where, um, kind of dark, very comedic and yeah. Bill Murray, like at the height of Bill Murray, like he was just, you know, top of the game, Ghostbusters fame at this point. And, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to this. Fantastic. I can't wait. But yeah, that does it for episode 11. Thanks for tuning in to FYC Film Review. I've been your host, Gagne, along with my partner in crime, Ronaldo. Now Dog. Now Dog is out on Batman Returns. Let us know what you think. How and where does this rank on your Batman movies? Who's your favorite Batman? Watch Batman Returns. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Take care, everyone. See you later. Bye.